Welcome to the Lake City High School Collaboratory, where options turn into opportunities. For today's podcast, I am joined by Mrs. Alderman, our college prep teacher here at Lake City, and we are going to discuss what seniors can do over holiday break. Thank you, Mrs. Alderman, for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Let's get started on financial aid. Okay. That's something that a lot of students have been talking to you about, talking to me about. There's this um, fear, some myths going around about financial aid. Um, so let's let's be some myth busters today. Awesome. First things first. Um, if students haven't completed their FAFSA, highly encourage them to do it over break. This Absolutely. is your time to just take a take. 30 minutes and sit down and, and get it done. Right. Um, have you talked to students about any sort of complications and what are you hearing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a lot of my kids coming to me right now and saying, um, I haven't finished the FAFSA yet because my parents haven't gotten their tax returns back. That's probably the biggest myth surrounding the FAFSA. Um, and I tell them repeatedly, and I know you do too, that these are actually not this coming year's tax returns that they need to complete the FAFSA. It's actually from two years ago. We call that prior prior taxes. Um, so parents already have them. They are ready to go. There's no reason at all why anybody can't complete the FAFSA right now. That's why it comes out October 1st of every year, knowing that it's using older taxes, not the ones coming up for the following year. So um, getting that done over break is a huge priority. Um, a lot of families rely on that preliminary FAFSA information to make decisions about where to go once kids start getting award letters back, knowing what their options are financially is a huge part of that decision-making process. So getting the FAFSA done is definitely um, a first priority for my seniors over break. Right. And um, just to put an actual year on it, for students applying to the FAFSA for the school year of 2020 to 2021, which is all of our current seniors this year, um, parents and students will use their taxes from the 2018 year. Correct. So you're currently looking at prior prior, meaning 2018 for that next school year. Right. Um, <clears throat> so in, in addition to the FAFSA, talking about scholarships. Right. So many scholarships, especially for spring semester, are starting to be opened now. Right. So using this time to apply for scholarships is key. Absolutely. And we um, at Lake City have loaded all of our local scholarships onto career cruising, which all of my seniors um, already have access to. That's another kind of myth that's been going around. Some parents asking me, um, you know, oh, my student says that they don't have access to local scholarships because they don't have a login to career cruising. Yes, they do. All students do. And they've had it since like eighth grade. So yes, parents if you're listening, all of your students already have their login to Career Cruising. There's no reason at all why they wouldn't be able to access that. Um, there's a tab on there that says scholarships. Click on it. And those are all the local ones that um, you, Ms. Delgizzi, have added in there. Um, and I tell my kids repeatedly, again, that those are the ones they have the best possible shot of, of getting to. The applicant pool is much smaller than national or even state scholarships. It's a good place to start, see which ones they qualify for, and just start filling out those applications. And again, over break is a great time to get started on those. I know it's not necessarily how kids want to spend their super relaxing Christmas break, but even if you give it 20 minutes a day, you can get several applications knocked out and ready to go. And again, the big influx of local scholarships is going to be coming in the early spring. So the list that's on there right now is still pretty substantial, but it's not anything close to what's going to be coming in the spring. So getting right. familiar with that now to be ready for the spring is also really beneficial for them. I completely agree. 
industry. And uh, a lot of students have been coming to me too and talking about how they have applied for maybe one or two scholarships. Statistically, that's not significant. Right. Um, it's better than nothing. And I definitely encourage students to apply for any and all scholarships that they find. Um, but one or two, even if the award package looks very good, is not enough to really cover what a student needs. Absolutely. So um, statistically, just uh, that's, you know, try to work with odds in your favor by applying for as many as possible. Related to that, um, what Mrs. Alderman had talked about with state scholarships, the um, Idaho State Board of Education has posted many scholarships that most students will be eligible for. A lot of the criteria really is only GPA-based. There are some other um, eligibility requirements associated with other scholarships. But going back to the FAFSA, one of the biggest things is having the FAFSA completed in order to be eligible for those state scholarships, many of which are due in the February-March timeframe. So having that completed is key to being even eligible for those state scholarships. Right. In addition to that, there's the Next Steps Idaho website, which uh, we used in all government classes for the Apply Idaho Week. Um, Next Steps has... Uh, definitely a ton, a list of a ton of scholarships that are available um, to students going to Idaho schools. So what Mrs. Alderman was talking about with career cruising uh, and local scholarships, most of those are able to be used at schools out of state. Right. But um, many of those next steps, uh, scholarships and the Board of Education scholarships are pretty much just for in-state schools. Right. Any other scholarship types? That you um, national scholarships are always a way to go. Again, I tell my kids you can Google college scholarships right. and that's fine. It will show you things. But again, um, in terms of your best possible shot, I always have parents asking me that too in terms of what what scholarships should my child be applying for that they actually have the best chance to get is what we've been talking about here. The next steps, the Board of Education and the local scholarships on mm -hmm. career cruising, those are the ones I'd start with for sure. Right. And you and I were talking the other day about certain institutional scholarships. So what does that right. actually mean? Right. So once a student's been actually accepted to a college, they will usually give them additional information about scholarships that are only um held aside for students who have been accepted to that school. So for example, if they get accepted to Boise State, they might give them a link and say, here's um, a list of scholarships that are available for accepted Boise State students. Um, so once they get accepted, a whole other door opens up in terms of scholarships there so they can start communicating with their um, school, their institution that they've been accepted to and see what scholarships are available to apply for through that school. Okay, great. So that's our financial aid piece, a lot to do over break. Um, but what about students who haven't yet applied to college? Right. So for people who haven't applied yet, basically we're looking at a situation where all of the um, early deadlines have probably already passed. Most schools have those um, ready for for application by, uh, by November are those deadlines, um, maybe early December. So those are probably over with. Early action, early decision, those probably that ship has sailed. Um, what you're looking at now is the gen application, the general applications that are going to be due usually around February. Those are the hard, fast dates. So those are the kind of little bit more stressful ones where if you don't apply by this deadline, many schools won't accept your application at all. Um, so it's kind of like it's getting down to crunch time for those kids. Um, the sooner you can apply, the better to avoid the mass rush that comes usually like the week or two weeks before those deadlines. 
So it's important to kind of be aware of those and make sure that you're um, you're staying on top of those in terms of of getting things in on time. Um, I have kids every year who come to me and say, "Oh, I missed the deadline. Like now, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, unfortunately, the answer is, "Well, you can still submit it and hope for the best, but you're going to be part of the discard pile for the most part. If you don't make it by the deadline, you're risking not being considered at all. Right. So those deadlines are coming up now. Um, maybe start honing in those application essays. Make sure you have your letters of recommendation." Make sure you have all your ducks in a row so that when you go to apply, you're not scrambling for additional pieces um, of that application process. Right. Okay. And so for those who have applied, they might have received their acceptance letter. Um, some students might be accept- or receiving their acceptance letters in March. But for those who right. have already received them, right. what are some things that will be coming down the um, pike for them. Sure. So usually what comes next, what most schools like to do is kind of lock you in. Um, You may get acceptance letters to um, three or four or 10 schools, but the next step for those schools is to see who's actually going to be coming next fall. And the most common way that colleges do that is by having you do a housing contract. Um, Almost every school that I'm aware of requires a first year live on requirement, meaning every freshman has to live in the dorm. So that's kind of their, you know, defining moment of seeing who's actually going to be coming to their school in the fall is having you choose your dorm. Usually that comes in the form of a contract. Um, They usually require some kind of um, fee to put down um, that they'll add to your housing um, costs, but they they kind of, that's that's your lock-in moment. They'll also probably send um, students some kind of questionnaire for housing that is intended to kind of match you with a roommate. I have kids ask me that all the time too, like how do they put me with a roommate? Do I get to choose? What if I don't know anybody? What every school does is they'll send you something and have you fill it out asking questions about um, how you live and how you study, what time you get up in the morning, what time you go to bed, how cold or warm do you like your room, um, what kind of music do you listen to, and they try to match you with somebody with similar tastes. Um, and usually it's kind of like surprisingly spot on. So I have a lot of kids who are usually like pleasantly surprised by how, how good the college has got it. So those, those questionnaires are really important. And I just tell my kids the most important thing on those is to be super honest. Um, no one is judging you on this, but they are giving you a live-in roommate based off of this. So the last thing you want to do is lie um, and say what you think they want to hear and get stuck with somebody who's got really dissimilar tendencies to you. In very close quarters. (laughs) In very close quarters, yes. So be honest on your housing application. Um, Choose your housing. If you did early action or early decision, um, your housing options are usually pretty broad because that's kind of one of the bennies of doing that early application. So you get to choose um, and, and have some option in where you live. So that's kind of what's coming up next. Another great idea for if you've already applied and already gotten your acceptance back is planning your spring visits. Right. Um, I know you're going to talk about too, we have a lot of events coming up around the region for schools, um, for students who've been accepted, but at those visits, they usually do a lot of really cool stuff and you can get a jump on a lot of things that other students wouldn't get, um, the opportunity to do, like walk around and see where all your classes are going to be. They might get you with an, with an advisor and actually fill out your schedule right there, um, with somebody doing it with you, which is a huge advantage. They can get you your student ID. You can go tour your dorm. Um, in some cases, if you're super lucky, you can even and meet your roommate if they're there too. Um, so it's a way to get kind of a leg up on on fall semester, a semester early. Right. Um, in addition to that, what Mrs. Alderman was talking about with these regional events, um, North Idaho College and University of Idaho have begun these initiatives where they come directly to Lake City and work with students who are intending to attend their schools in the fall so that they can accomplish all of these different things 
in the library here, instead of having to go specifically to those schools to um, get everything all squared away. So uh, North Idaho College's initiative is called NIC Connect, and um, they will be coming back four additional times in the spring semester to work on financial aid and scholarships, uh, any sort of English and math placements, and uh, meeting with an advisor and actually registering for courses. So students who are intending to go to NIC can actually be registered for their college courses before they even graduate from high school, which is very awesome. cool. Yeah. Um, students who are interested in participating in NIC Connect should join the Remind group by texting 81010. Uh, and the actual text is the at sign and then NICCONN. Uh, University of Idaho is also doing a very similar event. Theirs is called the Vandal Kickstart, and they'll have um, different opportunities to be at Lake City talking about the events that are coming up. They'll also support financial aid, scholarships, um, housing, doing all of those, and then starting to, to develop that relationship between student and advisor. That event is uh, also on Remind, so please join that if you are intending to go to U of I in the fall. That information is 81010, and then the uh, actual message is the at sign UI Vandal. That's U-I-V-A-N-D-A-L. Um, so those are some things that you guys can do over the holiday break. And as we head into uh, the spring semester, it'll be an exciting time. But thank you so much, Mrs. Alderman, for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.